0: Welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host John Quick coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska and we we had about a week off, week off the Must Read Alaska show because I've been RVing all over the great state of Alaska with my lovely family. We do about I don't know three four five weeks every summer take a RV trip with friends and family and we're on a, I think almost day 20 and so we've We're coming to an end to the RV trip, but I think it's going to be important to have our guests on today, somebody who I'm a big fan of, Lieutenant Governor Nancy Dahlstrom. Welcome to the Mustard Alaska Show.
1: John, thank you so much. And I I hope you're having just a ball with your family and, and friends. You're really doing a good job of creating memories for these kids.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, we've created some memories or two. So hopefully they're going to remember it one way or another. I hope they remember the fun time. So um, Lieutenant Governor, I think uh, it'll be fun to talk to you today because you, um, the state of Alaska, the governor and you, the Lieutenant Governor, you just had this big energy conference. I think the first ever of its kind in Alaska. You had some pretty big names there. So tell us about the energy conference, give us a 30,000 foot overview of what it was and uh, how, how it went.
1: Okay. Well, you know, it was actually, it was the second annual Alaska Sustainable Energy Conference, but really it's the biggest one. It almost seems like the, the first one. It was held over a three day period and we were successful in bringing together all kinds of folks: policymakers, researchers, people from industry and investors, from around the state and around the world. And the whole purpose was to get as many as we could together to discuss and talk about. It was really close from the Biden minutes, um, and then there was Pulitzer Prize winner and best-selling author Dan Yergin who talked. Um, amongst that's just kind of a, a a highlight of some of the the bigger names, but. Um, people from all over the country and every aspect of energy was represented. I mean, we we had seminars and meetings on oil and gas and wind, solar, um, tidal, hydrogen, um, small nuclear and, you know, the micronuclear and any, any energy source that will help lower, uh, costs for Alaskans is Is what we're interested in, and so of course there was talk a lot about carbon capture, and you know the legislature just in the last days passed a bill, um, one of the governor's bills on that. But but there was hundred and fifty plus speakers, there was nine hundred plus attendees, and I'm going to tell you I've already got to save the date for you for next year, May twentieth through twenty third of twenty twenty four is the third annual conference that we are already planning and I can guarantee you it's going to be even better
0: well tell me about you had some pretty big names there you mentioned a few um Aaron Brockovich you know everybody kind of has yeah. seen that movie and it was an inspirational movie talk to us a little bit about for maybe the folks that you know didn't get a chance to go to the event or hear about it yeah. what were some of the big takeaways from from her speech or her Thank Q&A time you.
1: Well, you know, it was really cool to see Erin Brockovich and to meet her and spend time with her. Cause like you said, we've all seen that movie and I think I've probably seen it a half a dozen times over the years. Um, She is one of the most down to earth, normal, funny, smart people I've, I've, you know, met it. She was just fantastic. Very, um, very interested in Alaska uh she, she wanted to learn and know as much as she could she has the ability to bring people together from you know both sides and what i'm you know you have some people that um tend to look at energy as you know one way and other people that look at it as another way and and we wanted to look at it as there's not a one size fits all and that's kind of her philosophy also is that you know there's not one size or one way that's correct for every single state or every area of our state or nation. And so it was really interesting bringing her together. Um, She and the governor had a, had a pretty good, you know, back and forth discussion on, on stage on the first night. And I was just impressed with the, um, her down to earth approach to things. And I also, and I didn't know this, but she created you know, a foundation, and she actually still does work around the country, um, trying to help make things safer for you know Americans and everybody as far as energy, but things that are um, polluting, you know, the earth or our bodies or things just that aren't unhealthy. And so that was pretty exciting to learn about that. And then Ram Emanuel, I was I was really surprised, honestly, when I first heard that he was coming because I just connect him with you know, Democrat presidents, and I thought, well, wonder what he is, he's gonna, you know, have to contribute to this. But he also was huge on not one size fits all and was so positive talking about energy transition and all the opportunities that we, we have in Alaska. And it was pretty amazing hearing he and the governor talk a little bit back and forth. I mean, they were on the same page on on so many things. I mean, we talked about, you know, not only uh, specific energy uh, ways in parts of our state, but also like Aaron, especially talked about how we need to listen and learn from each other. And we we need to make plans. Um, um, we need uh, infrastructure. We need to look at what's there and and what potentially we need to change. Um, and if we don't start at the beginning on some of this stuff, how our renewable goals, we, we won't be able to meet them no matter what. And the thing is, John, if we don't meet our goals, Alaskans are going to be the ones that suffer. So it's not it's critical that we all you know work together and really an overriding thing that came out of this whole conference was all these people that care about the environment and look at it as not a political issue it's not a republican or a democrat issue it's this is best for all you know human beings and trying to come up you know with different ideas and it was a safe place to share all kinds of ideas which i really liked um you know rom emphasized alaska lng as a strategic asset and he r- highly recommended that we think of it that way as a state not just as a source of energy but as a strategic asset and one of the things he said is that, you know, the Indo-Pacific is most strategically, it's the impo- most important place in the world. And our energy here in Alaska can secure our alliances and help us to make new ones as we go forward. And I think that's really critical for us to, um, to remember. We know that Russia has lost a lot of the European market for gas, and they're going to try to turn to Asia and it's important, you know, the U.S. can't let Russia get a foothold in the Asian energy markets um, for for the good of the entire world. And that's it's a real important role that Alaska has to play there. And it was so interesting hearing Ambassador Emanuel um, really hit that home. Um, you know, and then we, we talked about Alaska developing and deploying all types of you know renewable energy in tandem. So while we're doing this, we're also looking at having the highest environmental standards, um, which we currently do, but it's important to the governor and and myself um, that we maintain those standards. So, you know, everything's again on the table, wind, solar, hydro, tidal, micronuclear. um, We want the world to see Alaska as all of the above and that we're doing them successfully
0: would it uh, be fair to say that the everybody in the room was excited about the lng project still and hopeful that it was going to come to fruition was there kind of a sense of excitement that that project could actually happen
1: there was and um i the governor made a comment it's closer than it's ever been and he you know is looking for some things to come to fruition sooner than later and um it was it was pretty exciting you could feel it you could feel it in the air
0: that's awesome so let's chat a little bit about the you know the governor had these two um or first let's talk about the the energy committee actually before we talk about the bills talk okay. to me a little bit about you are if I am if I get this wrong, you have to forgive me, but I believe you are the chair of this new energy committee that the governor has put forward. Talk to me a little bit about this energy committee and kind of what some of the big goals are of it.
1: Okay. Well, the governor uh, created a task force earlier this year, and he did by administrative order or an AO, as we commonly call them, number 345, and it sets out um, requirements of having 15 voting members and five ex officio members. And then the governor asked me to to be the chair of the task force, which is really quite an honor because we have many, many experts and people that have been working in the energy industry for years. Um, The purpose of the task force is, it's it's simple, but it's gonna take us a lot of work. (laughs) The purpose is to develop a comprehensive statewide energy plan. And that plan needs to evaluate energy generation that we currently have, the distribution and transmission for within Alaska, again, what we have and what we need. And the task force is taking into um, consideration all different forms of energy. And we're looking at different approaches in each of the different regions in the state. Again, not to be repetitive, but one size isn't going to fit all you know, if we're looking at urban versus rural, and even even the different rural regions that we have, um, we know that our state we're very blessed to be an energy rich state, and we need to take advantage of everything that we have, and we we need to do it in a way that all benefit uh, all Alaskans can benefit. So, this fall is when the report is due to the governor and. Um, the big goal, the overarching goal, is for us to reduce the cost of energy to Alaska residents everywhere. And specifically, the governor was very specific when he tasked us with having access to electricity at $0.10 cent per kilowatt hour by 2030. And if you think I misspoke, I'm going to say, John, <laughs> $0.10
0: cent
1: a kilowatt hour by 2030, which is a huge goal um, But I, after just having a couple meetings with this particular group on this task force, I am confident that we can do it. And the governor has confidence in this group. Um, he's announced this publicly. Um, you know, he he likes to say there was a time when people said nobody's ever going to walk on the moon. But guess what? We did. We okay. walked on the moon. And so he refers to this as a moonshot or it's his moonshot. It's ambitious, but he feels confident that we can do it. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, and I, I will tell you that these meetings are open to the public and are publicly noticed. And anybody that wants, you know, information can go on on the web and um, it's alaskaenergyauthority.org. Um and everything to, together www.alasakenergyauthority.org and so i would recommend and urge people to you know to follow it if they're interested um and i believe there's a place on there if folks have questions uh or suggestions that they can email the task force also and we will we will get all those so
0: nice yeah we'll put the link in the podcast description for folks that are interested in kind of clicking along and hearing about it. I'm sure there's going to be folks interested in either going, listening to the public meetings or, you know, zooming in and checking them out while they're happening.
1: Right. I hope so. The more people involved, I think the better it is.
0: So do you, do you, what, one thing I love about, really appreciate about the governor is, is he's willing to think outside of the box and, you know, for whatever reason, um sometimes conservatives don't like to think outside the box when it comes to energy extraction things like wind and solar and renewable energies are almost like four letter words but i think that he's been willing to have the conversation which i think is awesome so let's talk a little bit about his couple carbon bills um he is hopefully going to come on the show i think next week for folks listening today to talk about those bills and much more. But tell us a little bit about these bills for folks that have only heard about it through their, you know, friend of a friend of a friend and Uh maybe don't have a clear picture on what they are.
1: Well, I appreciate you talking about the fact that the governor does think out of the box because he does that on a regular basis. In fact, sometimes I'm like, what? Where did you get that idea? But, you know, then we throw all these ideas out there and we talk about them all. We we you know can can come up with what what works best. Um, but it's become obvious to people that are, you know, paying attention to, you know all the different things happening around the globe. I mean, there's a growing interest worldwide in carbon offset programs from companies that um, want to help meet the greenhouse gas emissions targets and the net zero goals that have been set by governments and companies, you know, around the world. And so we want to play our part in that, but also there's an economic opportunity for Alaska here. And I think that that's what we need to to really view it as, you know, yes, it's helpful as far as making our world a better place to live, but it's a great opportunity for us. There's been native corporations who've been capitalizing on these markets for years and have qualified for quite a few million dollars um, since 2015 in our state of Alaska. So we know that this works and we know that um, there's a huge opportunity and this could definitely benefit our budget. Um, I don't see carbon as a liability. Um, It's an asset that can be monetized. Um, we just have to have the ability to manage it and store it. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, when the bills first came out, I heard I heard one gentleman say, yeah, you know, that's like a cockamamie idea. And the governor knew it was so crazy that that's why he didn't even talk about it during the election, because if he would had talked about it, everybody would have known how crazy it was, you know, <laughs> and I had to laugh because what I what I'm going to share with you and I've told others is. What I have learned is when the governor learned about this, he immediately started studying it and asking questions and immediately said, um, this is something we need to take advantage of. If he'd had this information and known about it during the election, I can almost guarantee you he would have been talking about it. So it's not like anything was being hidden. Um, We found out about an opportunity and said, wow, this is this is great for us. Um, as of 2019, there's carbon offsets that are registered in Alaska that are already worth $370 million. Mm. And um, we're the biggest forestry participants in the California system. So the time is now for Alaska to capitalize on these markets. And one of the things I, I learned listening to some of the big principles from the carbon companies that came and presented was that alaska carbon is even more valuable than other places in the country simply because the all you know the underground minerals and all those things are belong to the state they're not individually owned by the landowners so you know if you go down in another state and a company sets up a contract and the person that signed the contract dies and things change and and all of a sudden the rights to that land or the ownership goes to somebody else those companies have to renegotiate and they know if they make a deal with the state of alaska that it's the deal's going to be in place for as that initial um you know whatever the timeline is that was agreed upon right from the start so to them the carbon that we have here is actually more valuable um actually i thought that was pretty exciting um senate bill uh, 48 is the bill that the governor just signed into law and he did that during the sustainable energy conference. So what it, what it does and in a nutshell, it gives the state, the authority to develop the carbon management projects on state lands and these can be on or offshore and then the ability to sell the carbon offset credits. And then we can then lease state lands for carbon management purposes and the bill also allows for the state to um, assume primacy from the EPA for permitting class six wells, um, which is critical for eventually sequestering the carbon in an underground um, place, like, uh, you know, underground formations like Cook Inlet or the North Slope. And so, again, it's a huge opportunity for new revenue for the state. And it's it's going to allow us to have actually more active forest management and just the ongoing continued public access and use of state lands. There was some misinformation at the get-go. Some people were like, oh, now we won't be able to, you know, go on those lands or do things. And it's actually, this This may make more lands accessible to people because there may be roads put in that the companies will put in at their cost um, and dead um, dead trees, whether it's from you know, spruce beetles or whatever are going to be managed by those companies. So people will still be able to snow machine and hike and do those things in in those areas. Um, The other piece of legislation, which is still outstanding and hopefully will uh, continue and move forward in our next session, is um, Senate Bill 49 and the companion bill that's in the House is HB 50. And that establishes the carbon capture program where we not only capture the carbon, um, but then we utilize and store it. And um, that that encompasses leasing in the regulatory program for the state. So it's on the table, like I said, for the next legislative session. And I know that DNR is going to be having extensive hearings on it, just like they did with the first one. Um, there will be information available throughout even the interim. I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing meeting, meetings throughout the state to give residents opportunities to ask questions. Um, but we're excited to work with the legislature and excited to see, um, you know, the results of this. I, I It has the potential to bring in huge income to our state, which, you know, it doesn't matter... Wh- how you look at it, whether we use that towards education or towards roads or towards help things or you know whatever we use that money for, that's that's money that will benefit all of Alaskans
0: yeah, one of the one of the things I tell folks that are not excited about it is that um you know these big multinational companies are going to buy these credits somewhere, and our land is sitting there not doing a whole lot of much. Um, and this is a way to make money off of those companies are going to spend it somewhere and potentially right. have those forests managed in a proactive way because really we can only manage those fires in a reactive way any given summer because hundreds of thousands of acres and you know 12 firefighters or you know 12 smoke jumpers, and right, the, this could give an opportunity to actually uh, manage those forests in a way that, um, benefits the public, uh, in a better way.
1: Right. I, you know, you really hit an important nail on the head with that. I think that, you know, something that's important for people to realize too, is a lot of this land is so far out away from anybody that no man sets foot on it anyhow. And it's just, it's sitting there. And so if nobody, you know, is, on that land or using it for anything and we have a problem you know like bugs or disease and excuse me and it's not being managed we do have the potential for those huge forest fires and i think you know those of us that have been in alaska for a long time we've seen some horrendous fires and the damage and loss of homes and property that alaskans have suffered and so there's a lot of good to come from this.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking time today, Lieutenant Governor. My last question to you is this. How are you enjoying being Lieutenant Governor? What's one of your biggest takeaways um, now that you've got a season into it?
1: You know what? This, I think, is the best job in the whole world. And I'm saying that because I have the opportunity to meet with Alaskans all over the state, all the different cultures that we have here um, I am I am just so impressed with the quality of people that are Alaskans and I love how people are hardworking and excuse me, people want to, you know, do their part to make this a better place. And I I love that when I go different places that people aren't afraid to to tell me the things that they even disagree with that are happening because I think that listening is a, important. It allows us to learn from people and it allows us to um, find the ways that we can bring all the different groups and different thinking together from Alaskans. And um, so I I honestly feel really blessed to, to have this position and to be able to serve Alaskans in it. And um, I, I'm I'm grateful for it. And there's been a lot of work, but there's been a lot of just really uplifting experiences. We we definitely we live in the best state in the country, and I I will tell that to everybody.
0: That's awesome. Well, do you have any last minute thoughts as it relates to energy before we hop off here?
1: You know, I really just want to encourage folks if they have questions and or if and comments, whether they're positive. Or their concerns or things that they want to express, please go online. And I appreciate you, John, putting that website up there because we do want to hear, you know, from Alaskans. And you know, we're we don't, we don't need to be patted on the hand and said, you know, we're doing a great job. If they have concerns about things that I I want them to tell us so we can consider all of those things. And so really, that's that's my request is that um, you know people share their thoughts with us.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor, for coming on the Must Read Alaska show. We wish you nothing but success um, as Lieutenant Governor, as the new chair of this Energy Tax Task Force. That's very exciting. You have to keep us updated. You're welcome back anytime. And until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor.
1: Thank you.